Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. could not shut up about. I had to talk about what Jesus was doing in my life because I realized as messed up as I am, as disgusting a life as I had led up to that point, he was inviting me into his family. I could not, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just like, wait. Do you ever feel like you've messed up so bad that there is just no way God will ever want to love you? or to be with you. It's so amazing that there is nothing you or I could do that would make him turn his back on us. It's crazy, but it's true. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us that God loves us no matter what. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 11 as he continues his message, Antioch Church Plant. Now, going back to our text in Acts chapter 11, it seems that just like so many of us here in Miami are political refugees, by the way, my family you know, Elizabeth always talks about being a refugee. Well, my refugee pedigree goes back further than hers, meaning that I didn't know anything about it until a while ago. But my family fled persecution in France in like the 1600s, 1500s. These people, these first church planters, they escaped Jerusalem, many of them probably with like the clothes on their backs. They were running from persecution. They were fleeing for their lives. They didn't get sent out like missionaries. They were running because Stephen had been murdered. And they knew, they knew that persecution was growing. But everywhere they went, they were talking about Jesus. Listen, let that soak in for a second. Everywhere they went, they were telling people about Jesus. You know what I realized? When I was a young man, when I first had an encounter with the risen, living Savior, I couldn't stop talking about it. Now, at the age of 22, I had such a severe social anxiety going on, I just almost didn't want to go out and do anything. I remember one time, and this is like a vivid memory for me, I I was dating this girl, we we were going through some stuff as a a family, and 
this girl and her mother took me out to dinner. And we're sitting in this little steakhouse there in Macon, Georgia. I wanted steak sauce for my steak. But I began to panic inside at the thought of asking the waitress to come over and and to bring me steak sauce. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I'm literally sweat, you know, popping up and my heart rate's going up and I'm sitting there silently freaking out over the thought of asking for steak sauce. Two years later, at the age of 24, I had such an encounter with Jesus Christ. And you know what really, what really got me? The thing that I could not shut up about. I had to talk about what Jesus was doing in my life because I realized as messed up as I am, as disgusting a life as I had led up to that point, he was inviting me into his family. I could not, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just like, wait, you already know about that and you know about that and you know about that. And yet you're offering yourself to me. You're offering your love to me. You're you're telling me you know all of that and you want me at your side. You want me with you forever. How can that possibly be true? That's grace. If I told you everything I'm guilty of, some of you would think I'm making stuff up. You'd think you're just exaggerating for effect. I have done some of the most disgusting and vile things as a young man. And he has washed all that off. He's washed all that out. I could never, ever, ever have managed to wash it away. But he did. And in that moment, when I had that encounter, I realized this has nothing to do with church. It has nothing to do with religion. Now, that's not to say the first thing, one of the first things he showed me is I needed a church to plug into and be a part of. But when I entered into that relationship with Jesus, when I realized he is actually alive, he's actually alive and, and wants me to know him and he wants to teach me and he wants to lead me. And see, when I realized that in spite of my disgusting life up to that point, he wanted friendship and wanted me to be part of the family, I just couldn't shut up about that. I had to talk about it. Social anxiety didn't matter. My natural shyness didn't matter because this was just too crazy, too important, too wonderful. It's the reason that I went into ministry because I realized me me being shy, me being introverted, me not wanting to ever be with a microphone or none of that mattered. And you know why it doesn't matter? Because people are going to spend eternity dead as in tormented, separated from God, separated from everything that's good, separated. And what he offers, it's free. He gives his love and he gives this grace. These people, they told everybody they encountered this message, the message of reconciliation, the message of love. But they realized when they got to Antioch and they start telling people and people start getting saved that they didn't have anybody to really teach them. They they didn't have anybody. 
who could serve as a teacher to these people in Antioch. So verse 22 says, then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. Remember, 300 miles. When he came in and seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. By the way, it wasn't a compliment. I don't know if you knew that, but initially that was a derogatory term. But it it had been at least 14 years since Saul of Tarsus had that radical experience with Jesus on the road down to Damascus in Syria. And he'd been back home in Tarsus for about 10 years by this time, living in obscurity, being taught by the Holy Spirit, and now the Lord deems him adequately prepared and therefore ready to go, ready to enter into this public ministry. So he's called out of obscurity and into this public teaching role, teaching the Scriptures in Antioch, where in chapter 12, we'll see, he gets sent out, no longer Saul of Tarsus, now Paul the Apostle. But before we move on, I want to take just a, just a couple of minutes and consider what I believe are two significant points from verses 23 and 24. Point number one, this, this guy Barnabas. See, Barnabas was a nickname. It wasn't his actual name. His name was Joseph, Joseph, you know, Joe. He was Joe. And they nicknamed him Barnabas, the son of consolation or the son of exhortation, son of encouragement. This was a guy that everybody in Jerusalem apparently held him in high regard and saw him as being someone, if you need comfort, if you need encouragement, if you need, if you need moral support, Joe, he's a guy. He's a son of encouragement. And it stuck. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.